headquarters of Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. This is a show about you and your life. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of The Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today. Cindy starts this hour in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Um, my situation is I am 61 years old. I'm in a job. I've been with this company for 12 years. I want to change jobs. Um, it, I I need to work with people that care about their job, that come to their work and do the work and know what they're expected to do and do it. Um, my engram that you talked about, I'm a moral perfectionist, loyal guardian, and I also did uh, Ken Coleman's assessment. I'm, my talent is inspection, instruction, execution. My passion is leading, finishing, analyzing, and my mission is achievement. I want to change jobs, but my friends and family are telling me I should not. Because of my age, I need to stay put because it's going to be hard for me to find a job. And I have applied for jobs, and I don't even get an interview now. When I used to get lots of interviews. I mean, I have stellar work history, and I just am stuck. Sure. I don't know what to do. Okay, so before we get into uh, the applying process and what frustrating results you're dealing with there, I'm just curious. I heard some things on you that I've heard before, and I'm just curious what you would say is the number one and maybe two reasons why you want to leave this company. Give me the quick because, version. Okay, um, because the people there, um, I mean, they don't come to work. And, and it, it's an office. It's a professional sure. business. Um, I mean, they, they call in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to work. I mean, they sleep at their desk. All right, let me ask you this. I'm are, a worker. I know. I can tell. Are you leading those people, or are these coworkers? Well, they were coworkers, but our manager left. They moved me into the management position, and I asked to be moved back because I, I just couldn't. I mean, I want people to sure. know what their job is, mm-hmm. do their job, be able to do their job, be okay. capable of doing oh, their I job, get and then it. do your job. I get it. Now, let's so just remove... I'm back, and I'm not in management anymore. Got it. Okay. Now, let's remove that frustration from our conversation just for a moment. Let's just put it over to the side. Do you love what you're doing? Do you like what you're doing? Forget the frustration. I love my work, okay. and I love our clients. All right. Yes. So couple things I want you to consider. I'm not in any way telling you not to look elsewhere. However, your Enneagram that you shared with us is really at the source. Your wiring is at the source of your frustration, that moralist. And what's happening. I know, I know, and I get it. And I want to try to set you free from it because you had the opportunity to do something about it when you were in management, but you walked away from it. I'm not getting on you about it, not judging you. But you, you had, as a manager, theoretically, if you had support, support above you, to fire and get rid of some of those people or to mentor them and, and, and see what motivates them. You had your chance there. But now that you're back, if you want to stay where you are because you love the work and you're 61 and you're having a hard time looking out 
you know, and seeing other opportunities, you've got to get to the point where you go, I'm responsible for my work and I am their coworker, not their mom. I am their coworker, not their aunt. I am their coworker, not their leader. And you've got to decide because what I'm hearing here. Not judge, jury, and execution. That's right. It's not your call. And so the source of all of your tension and frustration is you looking at everybody else, sloughing off, slacking. I get it. I get it. I get the frustration. Well, it, it, affects, it affects my work. Only Okay. All right. That was my next question. How much is it affecting your ability to do your job? Now, this is the question. Not how much is it affecting your ability to focus on your job, because I right. think you're focused on them and giving them too much power. But well, <laughs> how much is it affecting your ability? See, that's what the giggle is. How much is it affecting your ability to actually execute on your work? 5%? 10%? Um, maybe 10. I, I, I don't know. It's just when there's errors made, I'm the one that has to deal with our customers. Okay. Have you taken this to your leader to say, Hey, I'm crushing it, but I'm having to deal yeah, with they, They're afraid they don't want to lose anybody because we've already had a lot of people leave. And that's what's going on right now. We have a lot of leaders right now that are afraid to fire anybody because of this big gap we have. Those aren't leaders. Those are wusses. That's exactly right. You can't control that. So what you have to decide here is, wait a second, what, what is best for me, Cindy? Because if I love my work, can I, at the age of 61 with a lot of maturity and a lot of work ethic, can I allow this stuff to bounce off of me or is it no longer tenable? I can't do this any longer. That's I what think, I really want to know. I think you go get a new job. I think so too. But I also I don't. Think so walk her through. Walk her through the application All right. process. Well, I wanted to challenge it because I, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. But here, here's the thing: if you got to get noticed in today's world, it's not by applying online, because even small right. businesses are using softwares and and they're weeding people right. out. You're 61, which means you have at least four decades of relationships and connections, and you right. have got to shake the tree. You got to get out there and go, hey, I'm looking to move on. Here's specifically what I'm looking for, and it is relationships that will get you in the door because they go, let me tell you about Cindy. Cindy's amazing. But if you just apply, and some people may see your age, they may not, but you may not even get your resume looked at. So this is right. all about... The proximity principle. I wrote a book that details this in great detail. I'll give it to you. We'll put you. Uh, we'll give it to you when we put you on hold. But this is about you leveraging your relationship capital. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have a distinct marketplace advantage because you actually know how to work and you're mature. You no question. To, no, you actually know how to work. Yeah. I mean, we've got a whole group of people out there that honestly, somebody just needs to set their butt on fire. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously, I just freaking lazy quiet quitting will get you nothing i'm telling you man if you ne- if you aim at mediocrity and you think uh playing call of duty four hours a day while you call it while you're supposed to be doing work from home is a good idea you're you're going to be nothing in your life and you're going to deserve every bit of that yeah so you know we, we if you have the ability to to set, to light yourself on fire to get up leave the cave kill something and drag it home you want to be somebody you want to be great you want some greatness in your life you want to throw your shoulders back and howl at the moon and cause some stuff to happen like Cindy does you are an absolute rock star in America today that's right I mean if you actually sh- what she's saying is the bar is so freaking low if you show up at work and work while you're at work you stand out. I mean, that's how easy it is out there right now in the land of stupid. Just show up at work 
and work while you're at work. Aim at some greatness. Be somebody. Cindy, I think you need to get a new job. I think you work with doofuses. Hold on. We're going to send you a copy of um, Ken's Ken's book, Proximity Principle, so you can find some good people to work with. Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. It's launch week for our brand new Gazelle debit card. This is the debit card that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way. The Gazelle debit card works the same as your standard debit card with the same FDIC protections. The same fraud protection from MasterCard is backed up by an FDIC bank. It is made for you, which means we will not fee you to death. Some of these cards have more fees on them than a French poodle. Fee, 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 fee. And uh, check it out. This doesn't. So uh, we won't sell your personal information. We won't try to get debt push on, pushed on you. We won't run a commercial with sweet little people and then try to run you into 22% debt like SoFi. We actually are just going to have a debit card that works and stuff. Wow. Go to RamseySolutions.com. Tens of thousands of people have already gotten their Gazelle card. We just launched it Monday. It's yeah. crazy. I love it. I'm so proud of our team. And by the way, it is the coolest looking debit card. Well, I was going to say something. So here's the a, all the things that Dave just said as a reason why you should get it. I'm going to add one more. It makes you look cool when you use it. Well, I'm going to go a step above that. You get a chance to talk about financial peace and Ramsey, the Ramsey way and how you've changed your life. I'll tell you why. It looks so stinking cool, to your point, yeah. that when you flash that out you know, and you in the grocery line, two or three people behind you, yeah. I'm telling you people will say, hey, what, what is, is that? that? Yeah. I think it really is an ambassador card as well. I would throw that on top of all the other reasons because I've never seen a debit card look anywhere close to that cool. I mean, that gazelle on there is... He's a... He's a, he's a He's a bad, if we were ever going to have a sports team, boy, that yeah. would be our mascot. Who? Yeah. If which we're not the mascot for Financial Peace University. It's we're the gazelles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be our softball team name. Yeah, it's really cool. It's our football team. We're the gazelles. Yeah. Uh, RamseySolutions.com slash gazelle, and you can get started today. Hannah is with us in Detroit. Hey, Hannah, what's up? Hi, Dave. How are you? I can't believe I got on the air. I'm so excited. Well, we're honored to have you. How can we help? Hopefully I can articulate my thoughts well, but um, so my situation um, is that my husband and I are expecting our first baby in about four weeks. We, I, I, I'm the one that really runs the finances. He's the one who makes the majority of our income. I work really hard every year to try to keep us out of debt, but once the holidays roll around, I feel like we're always starting our year with some consumer debt. And so through this year... I've been setting some money aside out of his paycheck every month to hopefully pad our savings for when the baby's coming and kind of pay for, like, baby stuff throughout the year, as well as trying to tackle our credit card debt um, and really kind of, like, super fund our savings account. Well, now I'm at a place where I'm just feeling really stressed out about how to tackle baby step number two, if I should pause that step, um, you know, uh, since we have our baby and just 
stock file cash. I'm just doing a little bit confused on what the next step is. As how, you how, how, is this your first baby? Life. Yes. How old are you? I am 30, and my husband is 33. Cool. What's your household income? Our household income is about $56,000. Okay. You're trying to do seven things at once, nesting, getting ready for a baby, and none of them are working, and you're frustrated, which yeah, makes you like a normal human. <laughs> I realized as I started listening to your show about three weeks yeah. ago regularly, stop, stop and I just realized I was stop tackling it. every Yeah, stuff. just stop yeah. it. Just stop it. Just breathe. <laughs> Thanks. You have you have job one, baby. <laughs> yeah. Have a baby. That's your only job right now. Just calm down. Don't do, <laughs> don't do nothing else but have a baby. That's all I want you to do. <sighs> Thanks. You, you're not in charge of the world. You don't have to balance the national debt. Right. <laughs> Just have a baby. Just enjoy. Now, what we tell you to do as far as the baby steps go during this time is stop everything and just pile up cash. I want to see how big a pile of cash you can have before baby comes. Okay, so... Don't touch husband... it. Don't touch Don't complicate it. Just stop doing everything and pile up cash as high as you can pile it. And don't be blowing a bunch of money. You don't need to spend $7,000 on a human that weighs two pounds or five pounds. No, in terms of, they don't take up that much room. <laughs> yeah. Stay off of Amazon. <laughs> For real. Okay? Just breathe and pile up money and have a baby. And then when well, baby gets home and you got a big old pile of money, then you can start your baby steps, and we use that pile of money to go on the debt, and we'll begin to plow our way through the debt, okay? How long do you think I should pause baby step two for then? I want you to pause like everything until you and baby get home from the hospital and everybody's healthy. How much money do you think? As big a pile as you can pile between now and then. Okay. It's impossible for you to have too big a pile of money between now and the time you come home with baby safe. Now, when you come home with baby safe, we're going to push play on the baby steps. Okay. And we're going to take everything but $1,000 and throw it at all your debt. We're going to work to that snowball on baby step two, and we're going to go boom, 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 and we're game on then. Okay. And then we're going to be focused and we're going to be intense. But right now, big pile of money. Have a baby. Simple. All right. Even though I won't be making any income for about three months, my husband will. So should I still start the steps? Can you live on your husband's income? (sighs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, I I can, especially with the savings that we have already. No, I didn't say you were going to use the savings. I asked if you could live on the income. You can live on his Uh, income. Currently, we do not live on just his income. What does he make? He makes, let me see, I wrote this down. He makes about $45,000 a year. How much is your rent? Um, Our mortgage is $850 a month. How much are your car payments? Uh, Just $250 a month for mine has paid. You can live on your income, his income. Yeah. Okay, great. You're just going to have to just watch what you're doing, and you don't have to have the savings. You don't have to live like you're living now, but you can live on his income until you're back to work and then we take then once your income's coming in again we will advance quickly through the debt snowball and through the other things but um and this idea that he brings home the bacon and you fry it is a bunch of crap okay his job he's half of this equation 
is to help make the decisions with the money. The two of you need to make the decisions together. If you write the checks, that's fine. You can be the administrative CFO of the house, but uh, you don't need to carry all the responsibility by yourself. He has the responsibility of making the money, and then I have the responsibility of being stressed out about the money. Uh, no, that's not how this works. We make decisions together, and he carries it with you. So hang on. We're going to sign you guys up for Financial Peace University. We want you to go through that as well. I just want to point out, Hannah, very quickly that if your husband is on board with this, sounds like he is, and you still got a little bit of fear, even though Dave walked you through the budget, you guys can do it on his income. There's nothing keeping him from pulling some weekends, some nights. Right now, there's a there's a, a surplus of, of part-time jobs for someone who just wants to make money for Christmas, who wants to get that emergency fund, uh, baby step one filled. Right now is a wonderful time, and piling up cash could involve your husband and maybe should involve him taking on some extra work uh, so that you can just let the baby, right, just take care of the baby and your body, and you just kind of chill. He can go out and bust it and pile up some more cash. I would be challenging him to think about that. There you go. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So when you are facing a large event that is that makes everything unpredictable, it's okay to push pause on your baby steps. Pregnancy is a great example of that. A job loss is another great example of that. Um, things like that. Then you push pause, and you get through the storm, and then you push play again, and you go again. But um, the, the stress comes from, I'm trying to save money for the baby. I'm trying to save money for this. I'm trying to work the debt snowball. I'm trying to get ready for this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to, you got too many things on your plate, and people do that all the time. And the easiest thing to do is just uh, get, the old, uh, get the old machete out and take some stuff out of your life and go, not doing that. Not doing that. Not doing that. No is a complete sentence, and your anxiety level goes down every time you say no. Nope, not doing that. Nope, I'm so sorry. I love you, and I can't come. Nope, sorry. Nope, I think you're going to be awesome, but I won't be there. Nope, thanks. You're amazing. Nope, can't come. Stress goes down every time you do it. I do it all the time. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products? Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Colin is with us. Hey, Colin, how are you? I'm better than I deserve, Dave. How about you? Just the same, sir. I've heard that before. <laughs> Very cool. Where do you live? I live in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, fun. Welcome yes, to Nashville. First and time. how much debt have you paid off? I paid off $81,756 in two and a half years. Way to go. And your range of income during that two and a half years? 
I started off at $45,000, and I ended at $102,000. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So what do you do for a living? I'm a medical device sales rep. Oh, you're doing well. Yes, Good sir. Good for you. Good job. All right. And uh, 82000 was what kind of debt? So that was all student loans. Whoa. Yes, sir. Sally Mae did have her own place <laughs> with you. Wow. Yes, sir. How long have you been out of school? So I've been out of school for three years. Okay. So you get out of school and you say, got to get rid of Sally Mae. Absolutely. Um, I just remember living in Dallas. Um, I was a former collegiate athlete, graduated with my master's degree, living, you know, just that young professional, perfect world, um, um, just entering into that workplace. And I just remember sitting down after that six months grace period and really, uh, you know, totaling up the amount. And I just have an old crap moment. Believe it. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, crap moment. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So then, then what did you do when you said, I don't know what, you know, this is crazy. What yes, was sir. your next step? How'd you find us? How'd you get on the Ramsey way? So, um, honestly, I was just on YouTube one day and, you know, I just found one of your videos. I, it was somebody who paid like $100,000 off in three years. And I was like, wow, like if they could do it, then I could do it. So um, that was like the biggest thing for me is just, you so know. So you started like January of 20? Yes, sir. In like three months after you start, you get the pandemic. Yes, sir. What did that do to your plan? So the pandemic was honestly one of the best things that happened to me because I started working from home in Dallas. And um, I basically started applying uh, for the dream company that I work for right now. And I uh, switched jobs. And that's when I began doing um, (laughs) this is when I began doing medical device sales. And, you know, it was just something that I prayed on for a long time. I've always been passionate about what I do, and uh, after football, it's just I felt I felt like I didn't have a purpose. Yeah, and who'd you play ball for? I played ball for West Texas A and M. Okay, yes, right. sir. And then uh, just kept praying on it, praying on it. I wanted a career that you know I was passionate about, and it and it led me there. After applying there 56 times, I finally got the job there. And wow! You know what? Um, <laughs> I just amazing. was able to double my income and. Uh, once again, like I wake up every single day and I, I love my job. I love I the people that I work I think you're going to be good with. at sales. You don't get turned away easily. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you sir. Don't even, no doesn't even register for you emotionally, does <laughs> no, it? No, sir. No, no sir. I'm de- and I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not having fun with that. I'm I'm telling you, like, you have a an unbelievable focus, and I'm just curious how much you're athletic, because I want people who are not athletes yes, sir. to get what's going on here. Um, how did that play into your ability to, to, to not be deterred uh, as it related to getting the job after 56 times? Yes, sir. And then also just buckling down and paying off an enormous amount of debt in a small amount of time. Talk about that. What did you harness? Absolutely. I mean, I just think there's so much benefits to being an athlete. Um, I tell this to all of my college buddies, you know, um, because after you're done with your career, I mean, it does leave you feeling empty. And uh, a lot of the times we're so passionate about what we do. Um, it's so important to find a career that fulfills you in a different way. And uh, for me, um, I found that with my work. And uh, it just gave me the ability to never take no for an answer, like you said, and just always uh, strive every single day to be better. And I'm in a career that, you know, challenges me every single day. And I love to. I love to work with the people that I'm around. Wow. Do you see your sales results as a scoreboard? 
Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> every single day. Absolutely. Smile. That's and, uh, what it is. <laughs> and I'm part of a great team, um, yeah. a team of three guys that um, one of them was a former collegiate athlete at my yeah. school as so well. This so this knocking out this 82 was just you had another goal to hit. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. What, so, do you, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is when they say you paid off her here you paid off eighty two thousand in two and a half years? I think the key to getting out of debt is just um just coming to the realization that it's not gonna go away and at the end of the day, um to just be disciplined and you know, you wanna break that family tree and you wanna you know you wanna be financial uh financially free and you wanna live the life fifteen, twenty years down the line, but you know, I think the biggest thing is like sacrifice now. Um, and a lot of the times when I tell people my story, the two words I love to use is delayed gratification. Um, I understood that I had to sacrifice now for the life that I want to live 15, 20 years down the line. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's just wow. so difficult. Um, it's just not normal for people my age to do that nowadays. So um, I just really wanted to. Grab the horn, yeah. grab those horns, and you know, just attack by, it. By the way, it's never been normal for people of any age. I'll just tell you, there's, <laughs> not, there's not been a generation that had yes, this sir. down, yeah. just, but but that everybody in that generation did mm. it right. But uh, wow, that's very powerful. Good for you, man. Well done, well done. How's it feel to be free? It feels amazing. Um, I still remember I wrote my last check. It was sixty five hundred dollars, and I actually drove home to El Paso to celebrate with my family and hit that last uh click and recorded and everything like that and i just i kind of got teary-eyed when i did it just uh yeah. just because it was just such a journey and yeah. there were so many sacrifices that came you? with it i'm 26 years old and 100 percent free way yes, to sir. go dude that's the biggest win of your life i'm yes, so sir. proud of that's you. why you got emotional yeah. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown. i mean what what was what was one of the most disciplined things or maybe the hard things you did to sacrifice as a young single guy coming out of school like what what, what would you what were you doing I mean, the biggest thing is, like, um, not being able to eat out, um, you know, not always being able to go to social events. And if I did, you know, I would just kind of sit there and, you know, I want to eat, I want to drink, <laughs> and uh, just staying focused. And uh, also a part of that, too, is um, I had a second job at one point, and uh, I think that was one of the l lower points of my life. Um, but I understood that, you know, once again, like, it was for yeah. a short, short term yeah. Oh, way to go, man! What a so champion. proud of you. Well done, Colin. Beautiful, beautiful story. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give bundle for you. That's the Total Money Makeover book for you to give to somebody and encourage them, like you have been. Yes. Sir. Uh, the Baby Steps Millionaire book, which you are on your way to that one for sure, and uh, and of course the Financial Peace University membership for a year. We'll give you all of those and use them yourself. Give them away. Whatever whatever you need to do. That Live and Give bundle so very very well done colin beautiful job sir mm -hmm. i love it i love it all right colin from amarillo texas eighty two thousand dollars in two and a half years making 45 to 102 count it down 26 years old he's free let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm debt-free yeah did not occur to Colin that he didn't owe the money and that someone else should pay off his debt, like Washington. Mm -hmm. It did not occur to him to sit and wait on President Biden to pay off his debts. 
It did not occur to him because he is a stud. That's right. He gets stuff done. It did not occur to him that anything should be done except this is one more goal in my life that needs to be knocked down. Yeah. It's what occurred to him. Yeah. And so uh, this is the difference. And, you know, the interesting thing about all of those things, those are not things that are um, external virtues. They are things that you can just decide you're going to have today. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of purpose. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of dignity. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman that's not waiting on a government handout to make my life good. I'm going to be a man, a woman that takes life by the throat. By God. Set your butt on fire, people. Go be somebody. Line up for greatness. Don't sit around and try to figure out a way to quiet quit. Because if you work here, I'll quiet fire your butt. This is unbelievable, man. That's not true. It'll be pretty loud. Time to get it done. There won't be nothing quiet about it. Nothing quiet about it. Don't let the door hit you in the butt if you're going to be lazy. I got stuff to do. There's too many people need help for you to sit around on your dadgum assumptions. We got stuff to do, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Sayla in Colorado. How do I write a resignation letter? I want to keep it professional, but companies need to be called out on their... Bleep. so they could do better in the future i love when dave steps in with the sound effect you can just uh fill that in with your imagination um okay so let's just stick to the first part of the question how do i write a resignation letter i want to keep it professional well then keep it professional um you know the the, the resignation letter to me is is less important than the way you handle yourself when you go in and talk to your leader and uh you know the advice i give to callers on the ken coleman show as well as the ramsey show is leave the way you would want to be left put yourself in the other person's shoes even if it's not a great environment even if you feel wronged or whatever the reality is it never does you any favors by burning the bridge or blowing the bridge up which we're seeing a lot of young people do on tiktok for heaven's sakes uh, just leave with class. It's going to follow you when you least expect it if you don't. So on the resignation letter, I don't have three points, and here's how to do it. It's very simple. Be professional and uh, keep it short and sweet, and you can turn it in when you look at your leader in Thank the eye. Thank you for the opportunity. That's Please it. accept my two-week notice. That's it. Keep it simple. Gratitude, yeah. clarity, Let me just and tell you, on. Selah, if, if they cared what you thought about them, they would have already asked you. They don't care. Yeah. For whatever reason. Because they're dumb or because you're belligerent. I don't know which. Right. But they don't care what you think. So you telling them to get their blankety blank blank stuff in order 
is going to do zero good. That's correct. Because they don't care what you think. Period. That's right. Okay. I, I you know, I, I probably fall in that category. Well, I think most you know, every leader. If you're, does. if uh, you know, I quit doing exit interviews. Now our HR team does exit interviews because they want to try to find out why you're leaving. I'm not leaving. I'll be here. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, you know, see ya. I I love you, but yeah. I'm going to keep going. You're not. Yeah. And that's pretty well the end of it. That's right. And you know, I don't need you throwing grenades back in here at me as you leave. It does it does nothing except make me remember you that way. That's right. And the probability or the percentage chance of you telling them what you think about what they need to and change. They go, oh, I never thought of that. I'm so glad you told me. I'm so thankful. It's never going to happen. So yeah. just 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 leave. Yeah. Leave well. Keep it simple. And you've stayed too long if you feel that way. If you're willing to say companies need to be called out on their blank. That that is absolutely you've right. You've stayed too long. Yeah. You needed to you need to either call them out on their blank and stay and help fix their blank um you know or you're part of the problem now mm-hmm. and you've become part of the problem. So yeah, you do need to get out of there. Just keep it brief, sweet and say see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya and move on, yeah. you know. And um then you can smile later and when you calm down and you're going to go, well, they probably weren't as stupid as I thought they were, and so on. You know? Yeah, you know, it always cracks me up, Dave, when people want to take a parting shot at somebody, and if it's so bad that you want to leave, then why aren't you happy you're leaving? You should be bubbly. You should walk in and go, hey, I'm leaving today. You know, it's well, like, what are we the, doing here? The problem is social media has raised a whole generation of activists, right. and everybody thinks <laughs> they're a right. freaking activist. Right. You're not an activist. You're just a former employee. There's a difference. I mean, ser- seriously, that's just your category. You're just a former employee. That's all you are. And nobody really gives a crap what you think. They really don't. That's correct. You and the three people that sit around and drink coffee with you and whine about stuff from four years ago, you're the only ones that care, you know? And that's so some of you people do this stuff, and, and uh, we've had it happen to us here. We've had it happen. You know, I've got friends that run companies and, and people that do stuff, and, you know, they've never erected a statue to a critic. That's true just never been done so except that one to roger e roger ebert but um anyway <laughs> siskel and ebert remember that he oh actually has sure a sta- actually has a statue oh he so, does i thought you were yeah. kidding no that's I, I actually said that from stage one time there's a famous saying uh, like mark twain or somebody said yeah. there's never been a statue that's correct critic somebody sent me a of a course picture, they did a of picture course, of yeah. robert roger ebert's yeah. statue yeah, so good for him yeah that's good well i mean you gotta have something to do in your yeah. life. open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five jessica is in fort worth texas hey jessica how are you i am so good and i'm honored to talk to both of you you too i was at the smart conference and you were both so inspiring ken you really spoke to me and thank you so much for what you do thank you guys thank you, thank um, you. how can we help all right So I've got an MD, which I think stands for money dummy. Um, And (laughs) good, I got a laugh. Um, We were doing pretty good. My husband and I, we were working our way through the baby steps, made it to steps four, five, and six. And then a few months ago, we were looking to um, move into a different home. We bought a home that we thought was going to be everything we wanted. It was in a great neighborhood. We knew we were going to put some money into fixing it up, and we felt okay with that. Then here comes the mistake. And actually, we bought it for five ninety seven. It appraised for six fifty five. So we were like, we're doing great. And then we realized that the things we wanted to do to this house to make it into what we wanted 
it was going to cost way too much money and it was a mistake. It was a, it was a mistake. And we relisted the house for what we paid for it, knowing we were going to take a loss. We got no offers at all. We left it up for about almost two months and then we pulled it and said, okay, new plan. We're going to have to fix this thing up and either rent it out or sell it. We're in that position right now. And I had been thinking the right thing to do is to uh, rent it out. Um, but now I'm thinking is, we're in too deep and I, I think I want to get rid of it. I'm seeking you, you some guidance to, you on that. To, you need to sell it. It's, yeah. not, it's not a rental. So. It's a mistake. There's a difference. Yeah, it's a big, can I tell you some numbers though? Cause it, and see if this changes anything. All right. We following your method and your, your, uh, guidelines for how much we could buy, we figured we could afford, um, easily $850,000 house. Um, this house is so far under budget that between that house and the one we currently live in, which we owe 265 on, we're still way, way under that. Um, and so that was kind of the motivation, like, well, you know, we could still pay these both off in less than five years. Maybe we should just stick it out and, and get it done and then have it generate income. But I wouldn't sell it for 100000 under less than what you paid okay. for it, but I would sell it. Okay. I'm not suggesting you give it away, but I think you need, look, five years from the day, you're not going to be happy you own this house. Mm-hmm. It's not what you yeah, bought it for. It's not what I would have bought as a It's as not what you bought it for. It's not why you bought it. It's not your plan. It's a burden. And really, every time you come around it, it reminds you of a mistake rather than a, than a positive thing. Yes. Yeah, I bought stuff that yes. I had payments on in the past, and every time I wrote a check for it, it reminded me I was stupid, and I didn't like that. <laughs> you know? I have enough reminders of that. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we paid off four hundred thirty three thousand dollars of mostly student loan debt uh, wow, about good two for years you. ago. So wow. <laughs> got enough reminders of that yeah, for a lifetime. Yeah. Well, good for you. You cleaned up a lot of stuff, and I don't think there's any reason to panic here. Uh, and so I'm going to put it on the market, make sure it's shiny and as shiny as it can be to get it sold, and and put it at a reasonable price, and expect with these uh, higher interest rates and the market slowing down for it to take longer than it would have taken a year ago or two years ago for sure. But just uh, give give yourself some patience, breathe, put it on the market, and let's have the plan of getting rid of it because you don't want to still be owning it later. No, and I want to encourage you, Jessica. We I had dinner. We had a VIP dinner uh, Friday night before our smart conference last Saturday, and I got to sit with a couple of our Ramsey-trusted real estate stars in the Fort Worth, Dallas area, and they told me, both of them, they said the, the, the housing market is still strong. The difference is you're going to have to paint it. You're going to have to do some things that we used to do. You're not going to have 40 people lining up to take it as is. So do what you got to do. You're going to be able to sell this house, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just normal process of selling. Yeah. And make sure it's shiny. Yeah. It's in good shape. It's going to take a few and more months. And it's priced properly. Yeah. And it's going to take 90 to 120 days. And just get with one of our real estate ELPs, and they'll help you do every bit of that. Price it properly. Stage it. Everything. So... Hey, you're going to be okay. I've been there myself. I don't think you're nearly as dumb as you're giving yourself credit for. I think you just made a mistake. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.